Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. I'm excited to introduce you to a new friend of mine, Eric Sue, because we are going to level up our strategy and conversation as it relates to digital marketing and traffic, which is also going to tie into his new book that is coming out called, or just came out called Leveling Up, How to Master the Game of Life. But I started actually following Eric Sue because he's the co-host of Marketing School of the Marketing School podcast, which he co-hosts with Neil Patel, who we had on a few weeks ago. They have over 30 million downloads to date. It's a super practical, very short episodes. And these guys are the real deal when it comes to the technicalities and the high level strategy for true digital marketing. And so they're one of the one of the groups that I look to learn from. But Separate of being the podcast host, Eric is also the CEO of a content intelligence software, which we'll talk some about what that means, called ClickFlow, which basically helps you grow your organic traffic and does a lot of reporting and, and analysis for you and you know makes you look like a, a genius. Some of you listening, it would be more for someone on your team to be managing that. But uh, he also owns an ad agency that is called Single Grain. And they've worked with companies like Amazon and Airbnb and Salesforce and Uber just to help them acquire more customers. We're going to talk about that today, how to drive traffic quickly. And the reason that we were able to get him on the show is because he has a book that just came out called Leveling Up, How to Master the Game of Life, which are more of uh, some of his philosophies about how he's grown his reputation and his, his businesses and just success in general, which will be fun. So we'll dive into that as well. But anyways, Eric Sue, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for the intro, Rory. Great to be here. Yeah, man. So, you know, before we talk about the book, I guess the number one issue I think that a lot of our clients are having, right? So if, if you're a personal brand, we help them get clear on their positioning. We help them get the right words in place. They build their funnels. They launch their sites. And then at some point, once you have all your ducks in a row, traffic is just like, there's the issue, right? Is how do I get more people coming to the page? Which yeah, I know is a complex issue and there's a lot of answers to it, but I guess that's what I want to start with is just going, if I have built a funnel, like you've got, you are about to launch your funnel for your book, right? And so you are going to build this funnel. And then the question is going to go, how do I get a lot of traffic there quickly? And of course, there's organic strategies, there's paid strategies. How do I know which one to do? Should I do both? Like, you know, can you just kind of like high level address that question? How do I drive a lot of traffic quickly? Yeah, I, I think we'll tailor this kind of to the the book as well, just to kind of simplify how you might think about this this strategizing this. And yeah. so, for the book, what I'm looking for is where are my people hanging out. So for me, I know that I have at least two audiences right now. One is the gamers that are looking to do more, make a bigger impact on the world, or, or those that are just lost. And really, the book is for my 13 year old self because I played a lot of games growing up. Now, 
also, I used to fight with my parents a lot too. So it's also for the parents that have kids that play games, right? And they want the best for their kids. They don't think this gaming stuff's the future, right? So now I know, okay, if I'm targeting parents, where are they hanging out? I know there's different coalitions, different organizations. There's sometimes even groups of, of, of parents that are actually supporting their esports kids. And so I'm going to where the attention is, right? So it might be forums. Um, it might be, you know, different Facebook groups and things like that. I'm looking for where the attention is. Now, that's on the parenting side. I can obviously hit the Facebooks, the Googles of the world, but that to me is kind of table stakes, right? Everyone knows about those channels. Now, on the other side, what's more interesting is actually the gamer side of things. So, okay, on the gamer side, a lot of these people are hanging out on Twitch. They're hanging out on YouTube. They're following people on Instagram. Their heroes are really these YouTubers or these streamers. And so I know a lot of the attention is over there. Can I buy a, buy a sponsorship slot from these influencers, these gaming influencers? Mm. They don't necessarily need to be the mega influencers like a ninja with millions and millions of followers. They could have, you know, 50,000 or, you know, a couple hundred thousand followers. That's a micro influencer. So I can go try to reach out to a couple of these, right? I can use a tool like uh, Mighty Scout. So that's the word Mighty and the word scout.com. And um, I can find a lot of these people just by typing in certain keywords. And then I can make a list of outreach people, just like I would with an email list, right? So what, again, what I'm looking for, first principles here, where are my people hanging out? Okay. That's the audience. And then how do I get a, a good price for getting these campaigns going and how to get a good tested testing price. Right. So that's how I would do it for this campaign. Mm. But again, I, I think it's, it's really important to think about, okay, it could be in some cases where whatever you're promoting, there might be a lot of email lists out there where you can buy, you know, you can buy different blasts or maybe everything is done through a lot of uh, your niche. They're all hanging out with on, um, you know, these other websites, all the traffic, these communities are on other websites, which have strong SEO. So the answer is it depends, but uh, you have to think about first, again, where are your people hanging out and uh, how do I get the best price? Yeah. So I, I love that. And and so if I were to, that's cool. I've not heard of, of mightyscout.com. I've not actually heard of that tool. So that's a that's cool. I would summarize that part of it as as basically influencer marketing and brand deals right? Which is, this is an emerging area. Like you said, okay, one thing is to go to Facebook business manager or to Google ads and just dump some money into the machine and pick an audience, which is, you know, a game that has been going on for years. And it's probably one we need to learn how to play. But the influencer game is, feels very interesting to me because it feels like just the dynamics are different because you're not dealing with like this big, huge company. You're dealing with an individual person a small team and putting money directly in their pocket. So how much is this, do you think is the future? Because I know that, I mean, both for yourself, your clients, your agency, you guys are, you're no stranger to running paid traffic campaigns. Are you seeing that influencer marketing? And, and when I say influencer marketing, I mean, actually like going to Mighty Scout, looking someone up and then paying them and putting money in their pocket for them to do a post. Are you seeing it as effective as part of the future and cost wise? How are you seeing that compared to like dumping money into the, the Facebook machine? Yeah. So we have, we actually have an agency that helps us on that side, right? So I'll tell you what they do. I mean, what they do is they, they will reach out to maybe 300 influencers in a month, right? These are micro influencers. And what they'll do is they'll have them do a story post, right? So they might, you know, show the book next to them and they might talk about how it's been an amazing book. And then 
tell people to swipe up to go to levelingup.com or whatever. So, you know, we just started working with them, right? So it's too early for me to say, talk about the results, but naturally it just makes sense. Cause I know that's where my audience hangs out. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're starting up the, the ad stuff again. And it's, it's the targeting is, is very simple. Like we can hit parents that have kids with a certain age, right? So all that to say is if you haven't done it before, you could work with an agency or you could just get a mighty scout account for yourself. Reach out to a couple of people, do a test. Maybe your budget's $500 or a thousand dollars or so give a test, do a test and see how you perform. Look at the numbers because your mileage may vary. Right. But what we've seen in the past with, with other people, when they run these types of campaigns, so this is speaking anecdotally, because I don't have my own data yet, is that it's a lot more cost efficient, uh, cost effective versus running ads. Yeah. I mean, it kind of feels that way to me, right? It's going like, if I put in a thousand bucks in your pocket, that's feels like to the average person, even if you have 50,000 followers, I mean, a thousand bucks is real money. Yeah. You know, if you talk about 2000 or 3000 or 5,000, it's like, that's nothing on Facebook or Google. Like you can't even get them to answer an email back yep. <laughs> for 5,000 bucks, but to a real person and, and go, yeah, especially if I'm on, you know, social media all day, like I may not have just because someone has 50,000 followers doesn't mean they're a billionaire. Like a lot of them have audiences, but they don't have a lot of money. And it feels like you just go directly to them. So that'll be interesting to see how that works specifically. So, so you actually are working with a different agency just for the influencer piece for your book. Correct. And there's a lot of these influencer agencies popping up. So I, I think you can probably get a, a pretty good price working with these agencies right now because they're, they're, they're up and coming. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Fascinating. So then Separate from influencer marketing, just to touch for a second, because you also said for the book launch of Leveling Up, you're also kind of doing traditional Facebook. Are you doing Facebook and Google stuff? Yep. So it's primarily Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Those are the ones we're, we're starting up because to your point, we, we just got the book funnel going. So uh-huh. now in, and, uh, in your case, you're doing a free plus shipping thing, which you know, our audience is very, very familiar with. So you got basically add to free plus shipping to then the thank you page is an upsell for something. Yeah, but, two upsells and one downsell. Yeah. Okay. It, now it's interesting. So you're not using Google and just to kind of like point that out for a second, you know, uh, the obvious about Google is it's kind of like an at need tool. So is, is the reason you're not using Google because it's like, there's not a specific term that you would target. I mean, to your point, so you're saying demand generations versus demand fulfillment. I, I think, um, you know, with, with Google search specifically, you're fulfilling demand and it, the demand isn't really there right now. But when you're generating demand through a video, like YouTube makes a lot of sense. Instagram makes a lot of sense. Facebook makes a lot of sense. And it, it just, those channels are, you just throw up a video and then, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're good to go. So that's not to say we won't turn on Google display ads later. Also, there's, there's an element of, of focus in the beginning. We know these channels are going to work and, and that's what we excel at. So let, let's do that first. It's our, it's our bread and butter. Yeah. Well, and it seems like Google display ads. I mean, that seems to make sense because it's just once you have them pixeled from your site or whatever, you're going right. to follow them around. I mean, that makes exactly. a lot of sense. So to, to look at YouTube really quickly, this is another area that I feel like YouTube is kind of still the wild west in terms of advertising, that there's a lot you can do on with YouTube ads that I feel like there's a lot of specificity that people don't realize when it comes to running ads on YouTube. So is there anything you've been looking at, whether it's for you, for the book, for your clients related to YouTube ads that you feel like we should know about? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember there's one company where, you know, we, we bet the entire fate of the company on YouTube ads and mm -hmm. it was an online web design and programming 
kind of an online school. And, you know, bet the entire company on YouTube ads and it worked out because all the people are on YouTube are hanging out there. We can, to your point, we can target very specific keywords, like learn HTML, learn JavaScript, that type of stuff. And we went from acquiring, you know, 200 new users a month to about, um, then jumped to 500, then a thousand, then 3000, and then 6,000 a month. And so, you know, that company, it worked out able to raise their series B and then, um, you know, they're doing very well today. And so I think YouTube is very scalable because, well, one thing is you can target very specific keywords. You can also retarget people that have seen certain videos or retarget people that hit certain sections of your website. And so you have a, it's more complex than Facebook ads or Instagram ads, but the complexity is worth it because it's also like it filters out the people that are serious versus the people that aren't serious. So you can target specific channels too, but I, I prefer to go for uh, keywords because with keywords, you, you, like I know people that target just a keyword money and, you know, they, they have programs that are selling, you know, 36 to $40 million a year. So. Wow. Now, just to, now, even though you're saying you don't go after channels, that is an interesting feature. I think that a lot of people don't know about YouTube is when you say that you're saying you can run an ad where your ads display on in front of all the videos on a specific channel, which is very micro targeting. You can do that. Um, that's one thing you can do. Um, you can use a tool like tubesift.com, S-I-F-T.com. And, you know, the, the other thing that's interesting is you can actually target based on what people search in Google search, right? So if they, they, if they type in like brand builder, if they specifically typed in that, you can actually target those people with YouTube ads later. Based on what they search on Google? Yes. You're, and you're saying you can do that natively in the YouTube ad manager? Yep. That's nuts. I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible. But you're, and that's more what you're doing. You, I mean, you're targeting keywords. So it's, it's more like a, well, when you say you're targeting it's keywords. You're, so when I'm saying I'm targeting keywords. So I, what we were just talking about right now was search to YouTube. Right now, what I'm talking about. So if people go into Google search, just to clarify the last thing, if they're typing in brand builder, then when they go to YouTube later, they'll get served an ad, right? That's, that's the first example. Now, you know, that's the retargeting list. It's not RLSA. I forgot what it's called exactly, but it's tied to search intent right now. What I'm talking about when I'm running YouTube ads is we're targeting keywords, but we're targeting from a display standpoint, right? So there's certain keywords that we can target. It's almost similar to, to Google display, right? You're, you're looking for, it's scanning for certain keywords on the page. And then if those keywords are showing, then the video will pop up, right? So if it's showing in the description or the tag or the title or whatever, then the mm. video would pop up. Got it. So it's reading kind of like the tags of the video, the title of the video. What was the other one you said? It could even be the, the so the description. The, the description. It could even be like you know the transcripts are all uh, you know generated now, right? It can even put, be mm. pulling from transcripts as well. So, and then you're saying it basically is going to recommend your video next on those pages, like up in the whatever the upper right. And and well, it, the it, the best format to use is you have the pre rolls and the mid roll. So the pre roll videos, those are the ones that come before the video. The mid rolls are obviously in the middle, and then there's a post roll. We've seen the in-stream ads, right? Those are the ones, again, in, in the middle of a stream, right? The first right. two are the ones that perform. Interesting. So not not so much like the next video to watch or whatever, but right in the middle of the video. Right. That's amazing. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, 
please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. And then I think you can even target on YouTube a specific video, right? To say, I want to run my ad on this individual video. That's crazy. All right. Well, so I love this, man. I mean, this is so, I mean, it is leveling up. Like to me, that, you know, is, is going, this, some of this is just like so ninja. It kind of blows my mind. And I think for a lot of personal brands, in many ways, we're behind the game. I mean, you work with SaaS companies, right? I mean, that's like a core part of what you're doing is your team is like growing revenue for recurring revenue for like marketing SaaS companies. So it's very, very sophisticated. And I and I think for personal brands to break through the noise, we have to level up. Like we have to get our minds and our teams and our strategy upgraded to the level of which like a marketing SaaS company would perform. So Question for you. Why write a book on mastering the game of life, which is kind of like success habits? Because it, it seems like the obvious thing would have just to, you know, done a book on like Eric Sue's like master techniques for, for driving ad spend and marketing. Yeah. But yes, so I'm just curious why the leveling up book and how did that come into the picture? Yeah. I mean, you know, I played a lot of games growing up from ages eight to 22. And the, the way I look at life is, is just a puzzle. And, you know, I'm just trying to level up 1% better every single day. And when you look at life that way, it, it's a game that never ends. Then, you know, it only ends when you die. Right. And you just, so you just keep playing. It's not a zero sum game. It's not, it's not like football or, or basketball where one person has to win. Mm-hmm. So if, if you look at it from that lens, life becomes a lot more fun. And so, you know, it to me, it's the book I wish I had when I was, you know, when I was a gamer at 13 years old. And, you know, a lot of the power-ups I talk about in the book, like in life, you're going around collecting power-ups, right? You're, whether it's your training, you're learning too fast, you're, you're improving your sleep, all these things are powering you up. And so those parts, I, mean, I think a lot of people listening to this, this podcast are like, it's, yeah, yeah, we get that, Eric. Like, yeah, that, that's great. But that's, this is also for, you know, my younger self, right? Or the parents that want their kids to kind of, uh, you know, look beyond gaming, right? Because again, for me, I look at business very much as a game. Like if I'm trying to do, do a deal or buy a company, okay, how do I make it a scenario where one plus one equals five? So do they have other assets besides kind of what they currently have? Um, how strong is their executive team, right? Um, how can I make it super good? And then now I need to think about the terms of the deal too. And so there's there's puzzles within the puzzles there that I need to solve. And how do I recruit the best person? Okay, how do we work out? You know, how do we incentivize that person too? So it's like, there's all these dynamics at play here and, you know, we're all just playing a game, but I think it's demotivating to think that, you know, the game's going to end at a certain point or you need to kind of, someone needs to lose. But if it's just like, I'm trying to get better every 1% better every single day, it makes sense. Now, the answer to your question around why not do a marketing book, that's the easy route, right? Like to me, I, I feel like it's inevitable if I just keep doing what I'm doing long-term, like it doesn't matter. The money will be there, right? I, I don't need to worry about that. What I need to worry about more so is what's higher impact to me. If there's four forms of leverage, you have code, capital, labor, and media. Labor, or sorry, media is, is one of the ultimate forms of, of leverage. And I, I, I get to build a moat around me. And so if there are 3 billion gamers in the world or 3 billion people in the world that have played games, 
well, if I can latch on and I can show them I have this intersection right now where I played games and now I'm playing the ultimate game of business, I'm going to have an unfair advantage around building a community. And I think community is, is very defensible. And so I'm going to build that. And I, I think that's going to be infinitely more valuable than me doing a book right now on marketing, which is everyone does that. It will become outdated very quickly. And sure, I might make maybe a couple million dollars or so. That's great. But I get to have a much bigger impact from leveling up. And the money is that that's a scorekeeper, but um, that's not what really matters long term. So it's, it's what has a bigger long term impact, me doing a marketing book or, or a leveling up. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because it's like, it seems very consistent that you reach a level of success or just, and just like, just even say money where it's like another dollar isn't going to like change your satisfaction or joy that much. But the idea of, you know, writing something that you care about leaving behind, you know, philosophies that you want, it's like that impact factor really does become the driving force to do something like this. It, It sounds like that's part of what you're saying. It's fun. I mean, like, you know, I'm very grateful. We, you know, we have a marketing audience with marketing school, the blogs and all that stuff. Like we have a foothold in SaaS as well. And it's like, okay, what else can we play? It's the same thing with business. It's like, okay, you know, we're able to turn the agency around and then it's like, okay, we have our software company and then we have all the other stuff too. And now it's like, okay, what else can we do? Right. Oh, can we go buy other companies now? Right. So it's just like, you. there's levels within business too. You can, you can have a job totally fine. You can start freelancing and then you can start your own thing and you can just keep getting stronger and stronger. And you decide if you want to go to the next level or not. It's just, you don't get to go to the next level unless you beat the current one. Uh-huh. Which I think is super relevant. I mean, that's even just like when I'm thinking about paid traffic, you know, and I'm saying our audience, really, I should be saying me as I feel like we've gotten to where we are by just, you know, mastering organic traffic. We've done book launches, we've done speaking, we've done PR. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, for us to get to the ne- next level, it's like we have to learn paid and we have to master it. And that's kind of like the level that's right in, in front of me. And that's part of why I was really drawn to you guys. You rattled something off a few minutes ago that there's no way I can just let us rush past this. You said the four, you called this the four types of leverage. Yeah. Is, what did you call it? You, as you said, code, capital, labor, and, and media. What did, what did you call those? Yeah. So there's four forms of leverage. And this comes from Naval Ravikant. He's a billionaire and you know, created AngelList. And you know this has stuck with me because if you think about the, the oldest form of leverage you have is, is labor. So you hire people to do things, right? Even if they could do it 70, 80% of your capacity, you're gaining leverage because you, you free up your time. So that's obvious to all of us, I think. And then, so you have labor and then you can hire programmers. So that's code, right? They can write code for you where you can make money in your sleep. So you're getting even more leverage now right? So if you think of leverage, it's like a seesaw maybe, right? That, that's like one form of leverage. If you put more weight on one side, it, obviously the other side goes up. So you have code. And then we talked about labor, a capital, right? You have to have capital. So maybe when you start working somewhere, you start saving all the money and then you can go invest and, and hire people, right? And then they can write code for you. Now, media is something I think we all know because we're talking about on the brand builders podcast right now, we, we know the audience of building or the power of building a brand. I think you can build a brand, you can have a website, you can have a big email list. Those are all forms of kind of media leverage. I think the ultimate form of leverage is having community because you, Rory, talking right now, people, maybe you might speak at a conference, everyone might be looking at you. That's building an audience. But I think when you build a community and everyone's interacting with each other, the community, it kind of, it's self-sustaining at a certain point and it just continues. And there's a lot of, you know, entrepreneurial communities I'm in, like, like, you know, YPO or, or EO. And I love those because it's just, you have like-minded people just hanging out and, and talking shop with each other. So um, I didn't even realize you're in, are you guys, are you in EO or I'm NYPO? In YPO. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So are, we are don't, we have, well? yeah, well, we're in, we don't have a YPO chapter in Nashville. We only have EO. So yeah. uh, we're in it. Technically my wife is the CEO brand builder. So she's the one that's in it, but I was in that's it awesome. the first, the first couple of years, but yeah. And we, we got engaged at a YPO event speaking yeah. at a YPO event. So that's a great community. But anyways, to what you're saying, you're saying when people start interacting with each other, it becomes self-sustaining. And so that's why you're saying it's a form of leverage, whereas like building an audience is more like media, yep. but building a community, you're delineating that. Yeah, you're taking it a step further. So to me, community is a level up from the audience. It's, and so I, I think they're, they're, they're both important. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the code one is interesting. So in my TED talk, so I, have a, I did a TED talk called How to Multiply Time. One of the things, probably the most retweeted line from my TED talk, uh, and this is my second book was called Procrastinate on Purpose. It was is based on this, is I said this line, automation is to your time, what compounding interest is to your money. And as you're talking this out, it's occurring to me that basically code and automation are really kind of closely related. Yeah. And we talk about eliminate, automate, delegate, procrastinate and concentrate. That's basically the outline of the TED talk and the, and the book. And code is basically automate. Labor is basically delegate. You know, what we do at Brand Builders Group is really around media. Capital is an interesting one too, because you're, it's kind of like where your money is making money instead of your, your time. But the community one is interesting. That one's rocking my mind here a little bit. Like I've not thought about community as clearly. And I, I think this is super powerful what you're saying. Like even before we started talking, y'all didn't hear this because it wasn't on the recording, but our community of personal brands is growing so big. Mm -hmm. They're needing stuff that we can't provide. And so we're having to go, crap, we need to go get agencies and vendor partners and people that we can partner with to go, Hey, you know, this client needs help with executing this thing. And it's, it's funny because it's like the community is taking on a life of itself. And I don't really think about that as a, as a form of leverage, but so that's the fifth form of leverage you're adding to it. There were four, but Eric's at Eric has added a fifth one. Yeah. I mean, I would still lump it into, into media, but you know, fair enough. I'll, I'll call it a fifth one on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's awesome, man. I think this, the mindset of leveling up and just like you're saying, there's so many parallels here of just, you know, the power ups and you keep going and it's, it, you're not playing against like another person necessarily where someone has to lose. It's just like getting better and better. You can't get to the next level until you conquer this one. There's a lot of parallels there between gaming and business. And so it's really cool. So where do you want people to go? You know, we'll, we'll obviously put links to your sites and stuff, but where do you want them to go to learn about the leveling up books? Since that's kind of like your main focus right now. Yeah. I mean, simple enough. They can go to levelingup.com. Go to levelingup.com. You know, and I would just say like, listen, if you are going to go check out, like if these, the concept of the the four forms, now five forms of leverage is interesting to you, or if you learned something about YouTube ads just now, or if you realized that, hey, there's a couple tools like TubeSift that I could check out that I didn't know about or Mighty Scout. Like if one of any one of those ideas is easily worth hundreds, if not thousands or tens of thousands of dollars, 
go spend the 20 bucks to support Eric on his book because I that's why I asked him here because I was just like, I mean, these guys drop so many little nuggets that they speed through that are worth, I mean, I think this this idea of uh, these different types of leverage is so super valuable. So anyways, levelingup.com, check it out. Um, if you're not listening to the Marketing School podcast, him and Neil will blow your mind. I mean, I, I can't keep up with half the stuff they're, they're doing. It's so good and so so solid. But anyways, Eric, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing some nuggets, man. And we wish you the best. Thanks for having me, Roy. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 